Welcome to another edition of Full Time Up with Kevin Two Toms, AKZ. Who you brought in today? Man, we got a we got another special episode. I mean, our, every episode is pretty much special, but uh, this one, man, he's a he's a brother of mine. Um, from the Brewster family. Shout out to Brewster. Now he's also a Kansas University legend, <laughs> Kansas Jayhawk, to be precise. You know, he he pretty much won all. The, Every awards that you can think of uh, at the NCAA level, you know, first team All-America, uh, Big 12 Player of the Year, uh, all Big 12 first team, uh, you know, Big 12 championship, most outstanding player, even a Big 12 all-defensive team. I mean, the list goes on. And now, you know, he had a, he had a solid, solid rookie campaign, basically cooked the G League. And this year he had, you know, one of the most intriguing uh, seasons um ever in the nba man without further ado Devonte grant from the charlotte hornets <laughs> my guy what up hey man you know i have to give you a proper introduction man. hey i was about to say that's, <laughs> you know hey, that's one of the hey. best introductions i've heard <laughs> ever, <like>. <laughs> <laughs> hey man because people people forget man sometimes they need a little reminder that's it day. yes sir yes sir man thank you thank you for hopping on the pod man you know this right here is really, it's really for, you know, anybody, but mostly, you know, young hoopers that mm-hmm. most of them, they don't really understand, you know, the path to, to get to, to where you are. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's cool to hear from you, man. So thank you for coming on the pod. For sure. For sure, bro. Let's get started, man. Hey, uh, just, you know, keep it, keep it pretty simple. Um, you know, you, you're from North Carolina, Riley to be exact. You guys have a lot of legends out there, man. Who kind of inspire you, inspire you to start hooping at a, at a serious level? Oh, man, I would say, i say John, bro, John Wall. Right. I mean, just mm-hmm. growing up, watching him, you feel me? Everybody in, in, in Raleigh, you know, wanted to wanted to be like John, like yeah. play like John, had go out there dunking everything. Like he had to dance when we was in high school. They came out with his own song yeah. and stuff like that. So I think John had a lot of people in Raleigh, like really wanting to hoop. So I, I definitely would. We give John a lot of that credit. Was he? Uh, was he? Was he still in touch with the with the community? Like, did you have a chance to hoop against him when when he was uh, during yeah. his prime years? When we were like, younger, not so much. But uh-huh. like, as we got older, you know, and we would come back, we play pickup, like uh-huh. during the summer times and stuff like that. Like, we were just in Miami, probably like yeah. a month or two ago, playing pickup. So like, you know, we still, you feel me, keep in touch and stuff like that, and, and be, you know, still yeah. putting work in. For sure. All right. So then, so then after that, you know, obviously Brewster, you know, before going to college, you decided to go to Brewster. And and, and that's funny because I don't think a lot of people know that you was actually committed to App State before yeah. committing to, to, to Kansas. And, yeah. and you know, that's that's when we met. And it was it was a mm-hmm. wild year, man. That was a wild year. So tell the audience a little bit about that whole process during your last high school year. Um, oh, with, with, yeah, with App State yeah, and all that. That right there was probably, I think, like one of the toughest years mm-hmm. uh, I had playing playing ball. But I think it, it kind of it, it made me a lot better because I was originally going to App State coming out of Broughton. And then I tried to get out of that um, commitment and they wouldn't let me out. So which, which actually led me to Brewster. Yeah. You know, my guy, Isaac Copeland. We played on say AUT, so I knew he was going there. So you know, it made me feel a whole lot comfortable. Uh, right. Yeah, that year playing at Brewster with all y'all made me ten times better because it was just the the competition. 
You know, yeah. Coach Smith as being up six a.m. running sprints, <laughs> not on time, having to run sprints. Yeah. Like it was really like college, like before college, without yeah. even knowing it. I couldn't talk to no college coaches though, like like how everybody else was doing. You know, it's going crazy and stuff like Man. that. Like, Just to give like the audience an idea. You literally had like a, like a, man, I remember like it was yesterday. You had like a whole, it was like a, you didn't start it, but it was literally like free a free DJ. Yeah, the free DJ campaign. <laughs> like that was like nationwide. You know, everybody yeah. from Twitter was talking about yeah. it. Yeah. We had everybody on Twitter. People like ESPN reporters was doing a free DJ post. And yeah. Uh, we had the t shirts made. People actually thought I was in jail though. Like, <laughs> people was asking me, like, yo, like, I thought she was in jail. Like, I was like, nah, yeah. I was just locked up. Other right. schools. So, because you said it was one of your toughest years hooping wise, mm-hmm. but man, you was you was really hooping though. It's probably you know you was probably one yeah. of the best seniors out there. How'd you how how were you able to just keep that level of you know focus and like just you know I am worried about what I can control and and you know right. the rest. I'm just go out there and hoop really. Oh. Uh. I think one, all of us on the team, you feel me? We wanted to win. Yeah. I think we had a we had a real good group, and we all got along. So like it made it a, a whole lot easier with with all with all of y'all. And then my family, obviously, you know, always kept me trying to keep me right, especially mentally. But like I said, like it was, it was tough because it was just it was just stressful not knowing. It was like I'm playing, yeah. but I don't know if I'm gonna go where I'm gonna go, who who gonna talk to me, if anybody wanna talk to me. So I mean yeah. a lot of coaches was calling Coach Smith and he would tell me, but it was like I couldn't communicate with them that I didn't know if they really wanted me or whatever the case may be, because yeah. because of the whole yeah. app state thing. Before before we move on to, to Kansas. Uh, did you did you have anybody else on that list that you know like you don't you don't even need to really say it but was Kansas your clear choice or or anybody else in mind pretty much it was Kansas NC State and Virginia was my was my final three that I had that I had actually went and visited what pushed your decision towards Kansas at that point like to be honest I didn't want to be in Raleigh because I'm from Raleigh. Yeah. And, like, I've seen people, you know, you – like, I was thinking, like, big picture, like, you just – you lose focus. Yeah, like, right. being at home is like you just – you around all your homeboys, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, your mom and them, all everybody, family. Uh, you got to worry about having 50 tickets at the game, each game. Like, so, yeah. like, stuff like that kind of went into it. But then I think the program, obviously, too, like, I, I just felt like Kansas was a better fit for me and how I played. Like up pace, fast tempo. So that was yeah. kind of, you know, how I crossed out Virginia because they didn't play as the tempo that I like to play that. So yeah. a little bit of everything, you know. And I just I, I fell in love with the campus and coach self and the, and the coaching staff. So at Kansas, took a little bit about the years at Kansas. So I remember your freshman year, your first game was actually the Champions Classic, right? Yeah, that whooped. <laughs> that was like my welcome to college game right there. How's that though? Talk a little bit about that because you know, freshman year coming in, you're playing the number one team in college ball, especially in your position where you're supposed to be playing out of the mid majors, and now you're playing in basically the biggest stage in college ball. Yeah. Uh, at first, when I first got there, you feel me? It was like it was it was a big shock. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting like. 
you don't know what to expect. And especially for me, I wasn't really no, I wasn't no high ranked guy. So you know, I was just coming in like happy to be there, like happy yeah. to be able to have that chance. And then we played, like you said, like our first game was against Kentucky. And that was when they almost went undefeated that year. Yeah. Like they had the two starting five teams and they was trading in every five minutes. Whoever wasn't playing good next next five up. Like so they beat us <laughs> yeah, by thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat us by thirty. It was just like dang. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like we we here, like this real right here. We got something gotta get right. And after that, after that last whooping that you guys took, how did the mindset on the team change and you know for coach self did he go into the season thinking that you guys were going to be the typical kansas team basically you know top five in the country or you know did he switch his mindset maybe trying to figure out you know how you guys could just you know maybe get better every day and and whatever coach self coach self one of those who who always make like make sure your confidence is right like obviously obviously we got cursed out crazy the next practice was crazy yeah. And then, but like he, he don't never like tell us we ain't gonna be good. He think every team he get he gets him put together is is a like number one contender, you know, for, yeah, for yeah. national championship. So, I mean, we took it and we we just went with it. Like we we had film, and I think that just woke us all up because you know guys come in and we think we this and that just because we were in Kansas, and uh, we got smacked in the face. So. We, I think that kind of woke us up and made us way better. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, as a freshman, everybody kind of have that, that, that their big bro on the team. You know, as a freshman, sometimes yeah. we, get imp- we get impatient. We, we want to play minutes. Yeah. We, you know, we believe we belong on the court. Who, who's that kind of guy on, on, your, on your team at Kansas? Whether it was your four years there, just one or two uh, years my, fir- my freshman year, it was, yeah. uh, I think, probably my first two. Yeah, my first two years, it was definitely uh Wayne Wayne Selden, right, and uh and Jamari Trailer, but also mm-hmm. uh, the walk-ons. I can't even lie, Evan Manning and, and Tyler Self, like they used Word. to stay in my ear all the time. Like you know what I'm saying, because they've been around, yeah, been around that their whole life, so they know like a lot more than guys who actually come in and play, because they yeah. they had they've been there, they grew up with. Their dad's been college coaches their whole life, so they would stay in my ear for real too. So I would say them four, them four. So being at Kansas, you obviously shared the backcourt with uh, Frank Mason. Did the experience at Brewster playing with guys like Kev, Donovan, uh, Mitchell, did that help and prepare you? You know, obviously sharing a backcourt with another ball dominant guard. Oh, uh, I think so. I think so. Not even like knowing it. I, I ain't never been asked that question. I ain't never thought about it like that. But to be honest, that that is that's a good point. Like, cause I came from that. We all we was like playing really like three guards. Yeah, three, four guards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, JT. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that kind of helped because we all played well together. Like it was, mm-hmm. it helped me play on the ball and off the ball. Yeah. Cause okay. at and I was mainly the one. Like I went and got the ball every time. But then at Brewster, you know. It was whoever right. get it, bring it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, I, now I got to ask you this. We're just going to fast forward a little bit to, to your senior year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, sure. was, that was basically when, when you, you really led your team. 
And you guys went to the, the final four, right? That year? Yeah. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, even went to the final four, man. Tell me a little bit of that. I mean, I'm not going to say it was your first year really being the, 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 the clear front leader, but, you mm-hmm. know, it was, it was actually your first year, you know, your four-year man there as well. Um, just tell me about that whole experience, man, your senior year. Uh, yeah, what, I mean, it kind of was my first year, you know, being a guy because it was always me and Frank. And they, right. And Frank was, yeah. you know, so technically, yeah. Uh, but, bro, it was a fun year for me, like, yeah. being able to actually be the man. And, and you know, I, I've always had that underdog story. So a lot of people told me to come out my junior year, but a lot of people was like, He's not a point guard. We don't think he can play the point guard. He's not big enough to come out and play a two in the NBA. So it was like, all right, so now I'm going back and I'm going to prove right. to everybody that I'm really a point guard. I've been a point guard my whole life. I've just been playing a two because we got Frank. So it was like. Right. Were you ever close to like uh, like leaving the draft in your junior year? Like was there ever like a really, really close decision or or your mind you knew you was going to come back this year? Uh, no, nah, it took me like uh, – took me like three weeks before I even right. like, I kept changing my mind like one week I'm like yo I'm gone mm-hmm. and then like I don't want to I don't want to be at school and yeah. then the next week I'm like man I'm staying <laughs> and I kept I really kept going back and forth like me and my I kept calling my mom like changing my mind she was like all right you like pick one right. like what you gonna do right and that's funny so your, your family was just supportive they weren't in your ear you know, trying to pressure yeah. you to make no decisions. Nah. That's, that's dope. That's really dope. That's, dope. That's, what people, that's what people mess up right there. When you have right. too many people in your ear. And uh, talk a little bit about some of the biggest games you were in. Because I remember, like, for instance, the uh, Buddy game, you know, the triple overtime game where, you know, you guys went with uh, Oklahoma and Buddy scored I don't know how many points. I'm not sure if it was that year or, or the year prior. Oh, that was my that was my sophomore year. So many classics. Yeah. Um, so what was the atmosphere like playing at this legendary building, Allen Fieldhouse? So did you guys feel like you guys always had home court advantage, even though you played, you know, some of some of the great players in the Big Twelve, like Buddy Eels or you know Trey Young coming in? And do you, did you guys feel like you guys always were an advantage because you played? in front of that crowd no yeah we I, f- I felt like that every time definitely like for anybody who ever been there like yeah. one of the craziest like it's the we got the loudest guinness world is guinness world record loudest oh, home wow. court in in college basketball like do you got a top three be- just on top on top of your brain on top of your mind right now do you have a top three game in in, in allen field house oh uh, yeah. It'll be the one, the triple overtime with Buddy. Yeah, sure. Um, we had a crazy comeback against West Virginia. Uh, oh, when you hit him with the, with the tween behind? The tween, tween. Oh, yeah, okay. Double tween, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> was down was 14 tough. with two minutes ago, came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another one, let me see another one. What's another one? Uh, or you can give me a turn. We beat we beat Kentucky there too. Jamal Murray in the game. Right. Yeah, another probably, Canadian yeah. for sure. Yeah. That was your second year also, right? Yeah, that was my second year too. All right, we can we can move on to the you know after after your four years at Kansas, you did you, you did what you had to do. You know, you got your buckets. Uh, you know, just talk <laughs> about a little bit. You know, your journey going to the league. You know, 
Uh, obviously, you have people in your ear telling you you're going to get drafted first round, second round. Just tell me about that whole process that summer, and uh, even like your work, your working habits, if, if anything had changed or anything like that. So once I had found like my agent and figured out, you know, where I was going to be, um, I had went to out to L.A. to yeah, train, yeah. basically get ready for the draft. Um, so I did like probably like two months of training and then, you know, you got you start traveling and doing all the team workouts and stuff like that. And that that was probably one of the hardest things I've done, too, like. You How many workouts do, you had? How many teams you had? Uh, I think I did 14 or 15. Ooh, so I did like I did like half the league, but I mean right. some guys some guys do like 22, but then you got oh, some yeah. guys who only do like four. So yeah. I mean right. your range is depending on your range, but yeah. Definitely traveling and and playing every day like that yeah. jump was that jump was a, it was a beast, but that mindset you got to have to to live your dream. You got to go out and get it. So, and then did did you have any expectations from? Well, it was actually Atlanta who picked you up. Mm-hmm. Did they had Charlotte was telling you beforehand that they were trying to get you already? Or no, bro, I didn't. I didn't right. do a workout for Charlotte. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't do a workout for them. Um, or talk like, or no interview uh-huh. or anything with Charlotte. I did nothing with Charlotte. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's why I was like, like when I seen that I was getting traded, I was like, what? Yeah. But it was yeah. like, uh, it's two hours away from my hometown, so yeah, yeah. It was I was hyped. I was hyped yeah. to go to Atlanta because it's kind of close. You know, family get to come, and then I seen I got traded to Charlotte. I got even even more hyped. Like, but was your agent even aware about you know Charlotte being interested? You never told you anything about Charlotte before that. Man, he never told me. I still think to this day he he knew, but because he told me like before the draft, he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know like before yeah. you about to get drafted." But he yeah. was at the draft. He was in New York. I did my draft party at in my hometown. I didn't want to go to New York because I okay. ain't, I wanted to be with my family. So I just wanted everybody to be you know right. together. So, right. but he told me like, "I'm gonna text you before I know you about to go." So. I won't get no text or nothing. I'm like, man, something not right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just hear my name get called. Right. And it was just like crazy. So you didn't even get a call, nothing. You just you heard your name. No, nah, he didn't text me or nothing. I was yeah, like, I was, I was mad. Like, at this point, <laughs> he telling me, like, he telling me a range that I'm going to go. He like, you're going to probably go from either 28 to 40. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 28, 29, 30, it's coming. And then I hear guys, other point guards getting called before me. So I'm like, man, what? When these are teams that I worked out for and said that they wanted me and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I was like, something not right. Then all of a sudden, boom, I heard my name called. It all worked out, huh? Yes, sir. You had the crazy rookie year. I mean, like, you you still had, obviously, Kemba was there. You still had opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then when you did hit the floor, you did well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, when, when they sent you back in the G League, you was cooking. Um, yep. Just talk about your mindset, you know, going to the GD, going back and forth. You know, a lot of people out there are not really aware yeah. of what's going on behind the scenes. So, yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah, you know how you were just talking about, like, you got to have the right people in your corner. So, like, yeah. I mean, my agent from day one, like, he he's always kept it, like, real with me. So, he's 
He ain't mm-hmm. never like, oh, you're not going to play in the G League. You're going to go to Charlotte. You're going to do this. You might do this. No, nah, he was like, yo, like, you got to be prepared to go to the G League. Like, make yeah, sure you just yeah. go down there with yeah. the right mindset because people be thinking, like, like it's a demotion or you're getting, you know, like yeah. you, you, go out, yeah. you go down there with a bad mindset and then mm-hmm. you end up playing bad. So the team looking at you like, nah, maybe you're just not the guy. So my thing was, like, I got to go down there and I just got to prove that mm-hmm. I can play, like I can, I can kill yeah. all the every, mm-hmm. whoever I'm playing. I'm trying to kill them. Like, right. I'm already right. mad that I'm down here because I, sh- I, I think personally I should be able to play in uh-huh. the real mm-hmm. games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sure. I think that mindset: just go down, kill, do what you're supposed to do, or play the right ways. Play how team is going to expect me to play. So I, I ain't go down there and try to do nothing out of the ordinary. You know, right. I play team ball and, and just shot the shots that they wanted me to take. So, so what would you say was the biggest adjust, adjustment going from, you know, college to Lees? You know, you dominated college, especially your last year. So what would you say was the biggest adjustment going from your senior year to, you know, your rookie year, especially when you're playing up, you know, in the league instead of the G League? I didn't, I didn't really notice an adjustment until my sophomore year. Cause, mm. cause I wasn't playing personally, you know what right. I'm saying. So I didn't. Yeah. I was going to the G League and playing a couple games, and then I'm coming back up, and I would sit out, you know, a week or two, and I'm working out, playing one on one against guys and stuff like that. So I really didn't have to do too much. But I think definitely like lifting on game days was a huge adjustment. Right, right. Um, I actually ended up getting. I had to get a chef because I started playing a whole lot and I was yeah. like, I couldn't maintain my weight that I was supposed to be playing at. So I had to start eating right. I think that was a huge, uh, and then naps. I used to never take naps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to never sleep during the day. Like I started taking naps every, every game day I was yeah. taking a nap. Like, and my mom yeah. would call me at the same time every game day while I was right. sleeping. Like, and I ended up like, not spazzing on her because I ain't spazzing on my mom, but yeah. like, hey, yo, you can't, don't call me, don't call me between two and four o'clock. Like, right. On day day, like, but yeah. But basically, basically the, the biggest adjustments weren't necessarily like the level of playing, but more so, you know, taking care of your oh, body. Oh, playing, yeah. Of, that too. Yeah. Playing, that, yeah. I, think, I think the change of pace, like, mm-hmm. in college, you know how you just, you just speedy, like you yeah. fast, yeah. everything's fast. You know, yeah. and I think, you know, being able to slow down your pace, change mm-hmm. the pace, you know, you got to you gotta get more crafty. And, and a lot of it is like IQ, like mentally, right. uh, a lot of film. But yeah, I think yeah. a change of pace is definitely one of the one of the biggest, biggest ones. And we all know that, you know, you play for the Charlotte Hornets and, you know, the GOAT is your owner. so what's your relationship with him you know do you guys often discuss whatever does he have a really a hands-on approach or is he really just in the back uh in the back scene nah he's he's more he more in the back i mean he's he's in the business side so he doesn't really do nothing with like right you know our plays and being at practice and stuff like that but, you know, when we do see him or when he is uh, around at events and stuff like that, we obviously – we talk about hoops, obviously, and, and how guys are playing and things we should do. 
being more aggressive and stuff like that. I remember talking about with him and stuff. And what would you say is the best advice that he have, that he gave you, or just you know maybe just the advice that you really really took in from him? <laughs> he told me, "Don't stop shooting the ball." <laughs> hey, ultimate confidence right there. Bro. Right. Hey, look. Hey, it, if, it, like... if Mike says it, let that let it fly. Hey man, Dita, we're about to wrap this up real quick. Um, before we do, let's just talk to me about the, you know the most improved player here. We got to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously, before we wrap it up, it's funny because you know obviously. Yeah. I told you, Like we we have hosts on this show. I mean, we have guests on this shows, but then again, sometimes we do just discuss hoops and stuff like that. And we had yeah. you, you know, winning the most improved. You know, all of mm -hmm. our, all of our hosts on this show had you winning. So, uh, you know, what 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 have you been hearing you know, throughout the league? Like, what do you what's your thoughts on it too? Oh man. Do you think this should <laughs> without 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 getting in trouble? Without getting yeah, in trouble. Yeah, I know, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to say this in a nice way. I think, um, yeah, you know. I mean, I already done said like it was, you know, it was it was it was BS. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people agreed it. A lot of people in the league, you know, players, coaches, and everybody, you know, gave me my credit and shouted me out and just different things like that. So. Right. At the end of the day, like no, you can't take nothing away from Bi though. Like no, for sure. Man, yeah, yeah. it was killing. Real, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like those guys was cooking too. But like when you look at numbers and you put your numbers compared to mm -hmm. whoever numbers the increases, like if you yeah. you put those numbers up and you don't have no names beside it, you would yeah. pick my numbers every time. Like who had the better? If it yeah. didn't have no names beside it, you would pick that. 13.5, seven point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is what it is. That leap, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, you know, before we get going, was your improvement in terms of threes. You know, last year you actually shot more threes, but your percentage also got better. Was it something you really went to the, into the offseason thinking about, like, I need to make more shots, especially off the dribble, or yeah. was it just a question of, comfort level because you know you're playing more so you felt just more comfortable taking those shots you know during the games no nah, it was we lost Kimball Walker yeah they was trying to turn me into Kimball like literally mm -hmm. the first the first workout I did after we traded Kimball yeah was all off the dribble three-point shots I did a full hour nut, but all the dribble off screens, three point shots. Like, right. and it was like, I'm like, like, what, what are we doing? It's like, <laughs> we don't, we don't have Kimba. Like, you're going to have right. to, we, somebody going to have to do this. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, somebody so have to I'm do like, this. oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. it's like, either then, you're going to take advantage of the opportunity or you're not. So I, I went exactly. to the summer thinking straight, yeah, you got to, you got to go score. And that's the whole point right there, just being ready for that opportunity. You stayed mm -hmm. ready. You know, you just had your, your head down and you worked, man. Right, right. And I think that's really a common thread, you know, throughout your career. When you see, you know, the path that you went through, you know, coming into Brewster, taking advantage of that opportunity. Same thing at Kansas. You know, you see the progression through the years. And now, you know, most improved, you know, year in the league. You know, it's really a, a testament to, you know, your grind and, uh, and the work that you put in, you know? 
For sure. For sure. You got to, bro. Appreciate you, DJ. Appreciate you for, for slime. Like I said, um, you know, a lot of kids going to listen to this. They're going to be like, man, it's really not a, you know, a straight, narrow uh, drive to success. You know, you're really yeah. going you, you're really gonna to have your ups and downs. You just got to stay focused, man. Anything you want to add, Kev? No, nah, man, that's it for me, man. Thanks a lot, DJ, for coming here, you know, talking a real talk and giving us some jams, man. It was really a pleasure to have you, you know. Appreciate y'all having me, brother. Thanks a lot to Devontae Graham. You know, thanks a lot to Casey. Again, thanks to Uncle, always part of the pod. And, you know, thanks to producer McFly in the backseat. See y'all next week.